So you have to recognize that there are parts of our lives that are actually hindering us from our own victories and success. And every one of us stand between where we are and where we want to be. Welcome to the Up In Your Business podcast, building you to do business better. This show is about intention, transparency, and insights from business professionals sharing their personal business. Discover what they've learned the hard way so you don't have to. Empowering a new breed of self-aware leadership. Here's your host, Angus Nelson. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 063 of the Up In Your Business podcast, building you to do business better. I'm your host, Angus Nelson, and it is so great to have you here. I got a question for you. Have you ever gone through a very difficult season? Yeah, well, the last six months for my family has been been one of those. And you may not have picked up on that on listening to some of the other episodes, uh, or maybe you're super perceptive and you did. Today, I want to talk to you about some of the challenges in your life and your business, and I'm going to do it by sharing some of my own. So I'm going to be a little candid as uh, I tend to be on this show. And uh, just in the same way that I'm trying to help get up in your business, sometimes I got to get up in my own. And every one of us, we face difficult challenges at some point or another. And it can be challenges in your relationships, your marriage, your parenting, your management or leadership, or maybe it's even whether you have a job at all. I've been through all of them, and some seasons, they've been more difficult than others, and um, the pain that you experience uh, can be pretty excruciating at times, even debilitating. For me, I've gone through the loss of a business before, Um, I've been in massive financial strain, my first marriage ended in divorce. And um, I had to persevere to rebuild my life and my identity all over again. That was like 15 years ago. Those were some really, really painful times. And I thought, you know, it's never going to get that bad again. I'm never going to go through some of those things. And yet, life is dynamic. It is not at all static. In other words, there are different opportunities for different experiences. And... um, Most recently, um, I experienced another one of these challenging times, and uh, the past, like I said, you know, five or six months have been a season of challenge and pain and lots of lessons learned. And before I go into all that, I want to caveat with this. You know, transformation requires change. Growth requires some sort of death. And to conquer a mountain, you must cross some kind of valley's depth. So let that sink in for a moment. Transformation requires change. Like the saying, if you do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, that's you know the definition of insanity, as some would say. If you want 
to experience something different, you have to change how you're approaching it. So transformation always requires some sort of change. The second component, growth requires death. You plant a seed into the ground, that seed must first die before it germinates. The fruit that it was before it became a seed, that died. There are parts of your life where you have things that are hindering you from growing. Those things have to die. Consider a rose bush. If you prune that rose bush at the end of the season, next season it's going to come back fuller, stronger. It's going to have massive amounts of growth. There are areas of your life that must be trimmed, areas that must die. For you to conquer a mountain, you must cross the valley's depth. You're never going to live a life that's always, always on the mountaintop. None of us, no matter what our social feeds may show you otherwise, it's not the case. Every one of us are going to go through valleys, maybe even plateaus, the mesa, the desert. At some point, we'll get to mountaintop experiences, and those become even more sweet and more amazing because we've lived this life that has an adventure quality. If you're anything like me, when you get into these situations of change, of death, of the valley, you probably try to define the why you're in that particular situation or circumstance. You're like, why am I here? Maybe you've second-guessed your how. How did I get to this place? How in the world did I let this happen? In some way, somehow, we think that we can understand or comprehend all of the unseen variables and place a judgment on what it actually means. (laughs) We're silly creatures, my friends. We are silly, silly creatures. I just got off the phone with a friend of mine, and he was saying that he quit a job without having another job to go to. And he's like, man, I don't know if I was stepping out of turn. I don't know if it was my ego. I don't know if I, you know, I just stepped out in the wrong timing. And now I'm in this situation. What do I do now? And I was like, you know what? Every one of us are at this place where we're doing the best we can with what we've got. The rest, we have to trust the process. And if you're a person of faith like me, I'm at a place where I trust that my God will see me through, that no matter whether I've made a decision for something good, a decision for something bad, whether I did it out of my ignorance, out of my pride, out of my arrogance, if that was bad, or if it was something good that I didn't quite know the answer and I don't totally know how this is going to play out, but I step out in faith. Like either one of those equations, at some point in time, I have to believe that the world, the universe, and my God are preparing something for me. And I love that phrase that God prepares you for what he's preparing for you. That's what I believe. And none of us can truly or definitively or even accurately predict what's actually transpiring in our lives in this moment. We're all operating the best we can with the information we have available to us, like I said before. And the, the, the element in there is that judgment that we place upon the why or the how. And our judgments are just that. They're just a judgment. It's, it's me plant, planting a, a flag in the ground or putting a label on it or, or trying to you know, rationalize what is actually going on. 
And we judge the reasons why we're here or why we're in this pain, why we're suffering, why so-and-so did such-and-such, and we'll oftentimes um, we'll put blame on other people or other circumstances or situations. But at the end of the day, my understanding is just really, really limited. You know, it's limited by my own bias or my emotion or my preference, maybe even my ego. And oftentimes, you know, that's the part that causes us to blame other people, right? It's my ego. I, I don't want to own or accept the fact that maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I was ridiculous. And yet, it's the case sometimes. My lens, in addition, is also clouded by my own self-perception. I have an entire spectrum underlying of those voices in my head that when I look in the mirror, you've heard me say this before, is, you know, if you don't love that person in the mirror, you go down the line of the continuum and you'll say, why should anyone else love me? We have a spectrum within ourselves. Sometimes it's filled with either self-hate or low self-worth or maybe things people have said or done to us we have not forgotten and those things become echo chambers inside our own heads. What my father said, what my coach said, what my teacher said, what my ex-wife said or ex-spouse, those things can really be detrimental. In addition, sometimes our own you know, sense of self can be filled with our own arrogance and hubris where we think we're better than the situation we're in. Like That's all really, really deeply psychological and junky. But wherever you are in this spectrum, I am incomplete in fully comprehending the mess I find myself in. That's the bottom line. So as much as we think we can, we, 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 we want to tell ourselves all sorts of stories about all of it, we're simply not there. We just don't have enough information. And sometimes, um, or someone once stated that uh, we can't control what happens to us, but we only control what or how we react to it. So to me, it's far more important to remove the focus of why this is happening or how it came about, even if it was self-imposed. Perhaps we might even be completely to blame in it. <laughs> Maybe we lost our temper. Maybe we sabotaged it. Who knows? Take your hands off of that for a moment and know that what has happened has happened. And now we have to face how we're going to react. So you can always do something about the situation you're in today. You've heard me say before that today as an acronym, it's the only day actually yours. What will you choose to do today to influence your tomorrow. Today, what are you going to do? And that's where I want to place our focus on for this episode. Now, I'll, I'll come back and I'll, I'll, I'll jump back into my story um, for over the last five months here for you. Um, I was laid off um, of my day job back in July. And it was, of course, a really, really, you know, challenging time to to be at a place where um, the job that you have and the consistent paycheck that uh, was available suddenly is no more, right? Um, it was completely unexpected. It caught me flat-footed. And after that initial shock, um, I realized that maybe, perhaps, this could be a good thing. 
you know, you've always heard stories, especially if you're in like, I listen to a lot of e-marketing and if you're listening to podcasts and you're listening to business stuff, you've probably listened to all sorts of digital um, products and, you know, commerce that all takes place online. I thought, well, maybe, you know, I can, you know, leverage some of the things I've learned and maybe step up myself. So I decided to use my severance and um, kind of apply myself to launching my own entrepreneurial passion, which for those of you that know me, you know, I, I want to motivate people and I love to help people. I love that. And, and so I made the jump to this entrepreneurial passion. And then I fell flat on my face. The program that I launched, uh, for those of you that are in my um, internal core um, in the private Facebook group, you, you probably saw some of this stuff or in the emails that I sent if you were on the mailing list back then. Coaching. I was going to step out and do this coaching to garner my initial revenue because I thought I could launch my coaching program, get that up and run. I could spin that up pretty quickly because it's something that comes naturally to me. Um, I'll, I'll create some pages on my website, craft some emails and bam, 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 bam. And so I sent it out to my immediate community, not to the public, just to my immediate community. And, um, my pitch was an effort, like I said, to, to engage you, my audience into my plan. And I did it completely wrong. Like I, I didn't have a plan. Okay. First of all, I was trying to execute like just the quick things, impulsive things, and it wasn't altogether really well baked. Um, and as such, I made lots of mistakes. And in full disclosure, I, I want to share with you, you know, some of the things that I learned. You know, number one, like I said, I didn't have a clear plan. Um, I'd never sold anything to you before. You're my audience, and you've always known me as giving you things for free. So for me to make an ask for something that had a significant price tag to it, it was kind of a big deal. I didn't give you a warning. I, I didn't give you a warm-up. I didn't have any lower-end pricing. I just, you know, jumped for, you know, this premium thing. So with poor messaging and unclear deliverables, uh, too many options, those were all really, really bad parts of my plan. And um, right now, as I'm recording this, my website still has all the stuff up there, and I haven't gotten around to changing it because I just kind of like wrung my hands of it and said, I've got to focus on some other stuff. I'm really frustrated with this. Number two, my pricing was way out of scale. You know, because I've worked with higher-end clients in my day job, I asked for higher-end fees. And that's not really necessarily the people who listen to my podcast or people who read my, my blog or, you know, interact with me. Even though I offered a 50% discount, it was still perceived as too expensive. And I learned that who I actually serve is different than who I thought I served. So uh, I want to apologize. I just, this stuff you know, didn't occur to me till, you know, hindsight 2020. So, you know, the third piece, and I want to share this. I want to share a third piece. You know, I was selling out of desperation, if I'm going to be really honest and really transparent. I had a very short window in which to raise some resources to supplant my income. So I lost focus of actually doing what I was setting out to do, and that is to help people. So I believe some of my messaging was probably pinched off because of 
the wrong motive. You know, and that I want to apologize for as well. You know, I, I just didn't do this right. And so as such, um, I, doing this all wrong, you know, I, I did get a couple of, of clients, some han- a handful of uh, some paying clients. Um, some have gone on to do some really great things. Some, you know, it didn't work out for a long term. Um, I, 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 I wish everyone the best, and, and some of them I'm still in contact with. It's like no, no, nothing went wrong. It's just that intention to, to go in that area of business um, just didn't start off on the right foot. Um, in addition, because I wasn't making enough revenue to you know, take care of my family, it was really hard for me to prioritize, and I was caught in this mix of trying to take care of clients while I'm trying to take care of my family. And if you're not making enough money taking care of your clients, then you're finding other work, which is now distracting you or taking your time and attention to other things, of which this podcast was part of that. I haven't recorded a show in probably almost three months. Like, I found myself in such a bad place. And then I started like getting really upset. Like, why should I even bother? Because if I'm not recording a podcast, it's because I'm not quote unquote successful. I'm not, you know, fulfilling, you know, what I've heard other people do and what I've, you know, like even interviewed other people. So, man, this whole thing was just crazy. In addition, I had awesome opportunities happen in other directions where I was able to have a different opportunity for another day job that we're bootstrapping a, um, a startup for some consultancy for big brands. And oh my goodness. Um, and if you don't know what that term bootstrapped means, it means that we're not taking investments or loans. We're, we're paying for everything ourselves and our own sweat equity. Um, so that uh, came about too. So that was also taking my attention. And, you know, it's been a crazy ride thus far. I mean, lots of good things are slowly unfolding, but the trials have been never ending. They've been relentless. And whenever you're building anything new, you have lots of systems you have to create and you have to um, create contracts to pitch and clients to serve, et cetera, et cetera. And at the same time, because all the clients and large companies were taking a lot of time to nurture, you know, I continued to pick up side projects to bring in revenue for my family, only further, you know, neglecting you, the audience, and and the podcast, and oh my gosh. At one point, I was even driving for Lyft and Uber and just trying to make ends meet. So it's been a really, really busy it's been emotionally difficult trying to like stir myself up. And at times it's just been downright scary. And so I wanted to share this with you, not from being Debbie Downer, um, but from a place of like, if you've ever found yourself in this kind of a circumstance, or if you've ever been there before, you know where I'm coming from. And I want to tell you, it's going to be okay. I've had to face these elements in my own character my thought life that I believed that I had already tackled. I've shared with you guys a lot of my wisdom, a lot of my stories, and yet even me, the, the positive, encouraging, motivational guy, has been going through some of my hardest personal challenges, trying to protect my marriage and to prioritize my family while feeling that 
because of my personality profile, I, I feel like I always have to be performing or, or creating or, you know, um, I don't know, like part of what I do defines me is what I've learned. And that's not altogether healthy. So I've had to address that too. So this show is about getting up in your business and it wouldn't be fair if I didn't include you in mine. So over the past few months, I've battled my own self-doubt, my own fear, my own worry, and I've addressed it many times like I've instructed you. I mean, I've got um, you know, my, my uh, dry erase markers on my mirror, and I'm writing scripture, I'm writing uh, affirmations, I'm writing quotes, uh, different nuggets that help me get through. And so much so that at Christmas time, my oldest daughter uh, bought me a new pack of colored uh, dry erase markers and with a little note said, this is for your mirror. Like she knows me well enough to know that that's what I needed. And, you know, Christmas for us, that was pretty special because it was sparse. Our Christmas was not luxurious. It was not huge. And, and we don't rarely, I mean, we don't regularly do that anyway, but I mean, even less so now in light of all the circumstances. So that played into my psyche. It played into my self-worth. It played into like my lack of providing for my family as, as you know, the head of the household and the, the quote unquote breadwinner. Like I'm messing with my head on so many levels. I'm not sleeping you know, my creativity levels have, were non-existent. Um, gosh, with no energy, it, it was just crappy. I, I didn't sleep well at all. I would wake up with sweat. Right? My heart would be racing. My chest would feel just altogether heavy, like I was just carrying the weight of the world, and I'd have constant nausea. I just wanted to throw up, and yet I couldn't. And occasionally I would contend with, like, mild anxiety, uh, anxiety attacks. Like this was not fun. I've lost well over 20 pounds just in the stress alone over the last several months. And why am I sharing all of this with you? Like I said, it's not to just bring things down. It's actually to build us up because this is what I've learned. And this is what I want to share with you right now. I still have not like completely got it all solved. Things are looking great right now. Things are unfolding in ways I did totally didn't anticipate, totally didn't expect, but man, it is exciting. And I'll tell you this, man, like one thing about living an entrepreneurial life is there's never a dull moment, right? But this is this these are the things I want to share with you. First, most of the things that you are worrying about will never come to pass. Let me say that again. Most of the things that you are worrying about will never come to pass. Number two, friends and loved ones who want to help you and they only want, they're only waiting for you um, to ask. Like, they want to help you. My pride or my sense of self, the way that I've been such a provider and I've been, you know, uh, able and and effective in that, like asking for help was really hard for me. And once I learned how to ask for help, like people stepped in to help. We never missed a bill in this whole season, even when finances were challenging. Man, that would be the third thing, that pride is a thief. Your pride you know, not stepping out to do what it takes to work harder, to work more hours, to do jobs that maybe didn't seem altogether delightful. 
Like that's the kind of stuff that makes the difference. Another one, number four is, you know, what you focus on only gets bigger. So if you're doing that worrying, you're focusing on all the negatives, you're wor- worried about the, the worst case scenario, if that's your focus, then that's all you see and everything that happens before you only gets worse and worse and worse. And you have to change your focus to see that you are able, you are loved, that you are capable, that this is only temporary, and that you're going to get through this. And on the back end of it, you're going to be so much richer and so much stronger and so much more confident than what you're feeling in that moment. Another thing I want to share with you, too, is that family and relationships, you'll learn, are far more important than anything else. Did I know that before going into this? Absolutely. Did I think about this? Yes, absolutely. But did I know it to the caliber that I know it right now? <laughs> no. Like, oh man, holding my kid, you know, an extra couple of minutes as I put him to bed. The things that I tell them when I put him to bed, I, I pray with them now in ways that I just say, I am so grateful for you. And God, thank you for giving me my son and for giving me the opportunity to be his daddy. Like, I never did that before. And it's true. Like, I'm just putting more focus on things that really matter. You know, above everything else, we're our own worst enemies. And I know that I acknowledge I already knew that too, you know. But now, man, again, I know it far deeper than I ever did before. Entrepreneurship is hard. For that matter, life is hard. I don't care if you've got you work for corporate. I don't care if you work for some consistent government job. Like we all have to admit that life is not easy. I'm watching, you know, the political drama, and I'm watching, you know, sick family members. I've got a couple of my friends just got diagnosed with cancer. Like, holy crap! The world is a tough and jaded and challenging place. But what has gotten me through all of this is what I told you about in many episodes on this show. Time and time again, it all comes down to your mindset. I don't know exactly why I was laid off. I don't know why I didn't approach you, my audience, differently with my ideas for products and and building revenue. Like I've lost thousands of dollars on this show because I don't make any money from doing this and I don't take sponsors and I need to change that. So I'm trying to change my mindset to say, what's going to be the way that I can serve you best, my audience, in a way that you want to be a part? I've got to find a way to monetize this and I will. I've struggled with that for sure, but now I've got some ideas that you're going to hear about soon and I'm not going into all that right now, but I want you to know that um, I don't know why all these different things have happened the way that they've happened. I don't even know why the startup that I'm doing right now is taking longer to capitalize than maybe I thought, but it will. It's all going to happen. At the end of the day, though, none of that really matters. What am I going to do about today? I'm going to slay my giants. And that's my invitation for you today, is that you choose to slay your giants as well. My hope is that you identify with my story in some way that you see a little bit about yourself in your own challenges, in your own experience that are reflected by the challenges I share in my life.
So I was reminded the other day of the story of uh, David and Goliath. Um, I glanced at the book with um, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, um, and that kind of just set the the metaphor there. A young man, he battles an insurmountable challenge and defeats you know a giant. And the truth is, there's always a giant to kill before you go to your next level. Like I said before, the element of growth, the element of, of um, climbing a mountain, like every one of those is going to face a challenge. And the metaphor I want to use for this is slaying your giant. Most of the time, these giants, they're in our head. However, they may manifest differently. They may manifest in your checking account, in your career, in your love life. They're going to manifest in other ways, but they are in your mind. So you have to recognize that there are parts of our lives that are actually hindering us from our own victories and success. And every one of us stand between where we are and where we want to be. And here's the part I want you to know. Greatness is on the other side of inconvenience. Let me say that again. Greatness is on the other side of inconvenience. You're going to have to face your fear. You're going to have to face your doubt. You're going to have to face rejection, intimidation, failure, maybe even face some loss. You may have to face your pride. You may have to face who knows any number of things. But in order for you to achieve anything, you must first overcome something. So you're going to have to slay your giants. So many times, the moment that you want to quit, the, the time that you think that this it's just the worst of the worst and I'm at the bottom, know that you are much closer than you think. Life is trying to teach you something bigger than you. And oftentimes, not what you expect to happen or how you want it to happen or even when you want it to happen. Unfortunately, we don't get the rights to determine the, the what's going to happen and how it's going to happen and when it's going to happen. We don't get that privilege. But here's something that you're going to know about giants. They're big and they look invincible. They look altogether unbeatable. Whatever that might be for you. And just because a circumstance looks invincible doesn't mean that it is. Just like David and Goliath, like even a mongoose can take out a cobra. It doesn't make sense. And yet, it, it's a truth. It's a reality. If you look at the science or the physics of a bumblebee, a bumblebee shouldn't fly, but it does. That looks like it's impossible. No, it's possible. Like giants, some of the problems in your life they're going to put demand on you. They're going to scream at you. They're going to intimidate you. We often get clouded with the doubt, and then we can't stand in our knowledge of who we are and what we're capable of. We can't stand in faith. We can't stand in confidence. We can't stand in assurance. We get wobbly need. We start to doubt ourselves when things aren't happening. Gosh, I, I went through a time where I was just soliciting a whole bunch of resumes and nothing was unfolding. And I just was like, what's the matter with me? That's not true. 
that people wouldn't want to hire me, but yet that's the way I felt in those moments. You know, when your enemy is in your face, it's really difficult sometimes to see a solution. That's what your giant is doing. It's in your face. It's barking at you. They don't go away, and you can't ignore them. The only way you can get them out of the way is you have to beat them. You have to slay them. So here's what I want to encourage you to do. I want you to keep focused on the main thing. Don't get distracted by what the enemy, the giant, is screaming at you or saying to you. Don't get distracted by, (laughs) my dog is barking. I'm not going to get distracted by my dog barking in the other room. The main thing is the main thing. Like, I'm going to provide for my family. I'm going to get out of this funk. I am going to um, find a new job. I'm going to discover a way to pay these bills. Like, whatever the challenge is, I'm going to find a way to find the good in and amongst the bad. If it's a health issue, I'm going to focus on the opportunities for me to show gratitude or to embrace those that I love. In this moment, find the main thing and keep that the main thing. Number two, deal with the disappointment and the failure. You know, pain is inevitable. Like I said, the world is a chaotic place. But misery, that's optional. Pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. Just because you are disappointed in something, just because something didn't go the way you thought it was going to go and happen the way you thought it was going to happen or when you thought it happened, like I said, doesn't mean you have to put yourself through the angst of worry, anxiety, um, fear. Like you have to get out of the misery cycle because what that will do, well, that will put you back into that focus on anything but the main thing. And number three, Get good at what you do. Every one of us have a skill and a talent. And in the midst of a really negative situation or trial season, we forget that we are actually good at something. Focus on that. It might be playing your guitar. It might be singing. It might be you know jogging or working out. It might be um, the way you connect with family. Like find the things that you're good at And just throw yourself into those because, A, they're going to get you away from the worry, the anxiety, and all those, you know, death cycles. And two, it's going to remind you that you do have value, you do have worth, that you are capable. You have to trick your brain sometimes to slay that giant. And one thought, you know, that I want to share with you that, you know, when you see that giant as being too big to beat, you know, That story of David and Goliath, when others would say that the enemy was too big, that the giant was too fill-in-the-blank, David thought that that enemy was too big to miss. It's all in your perspective. When resistance comes, know that the promise is close. The bigger the resistance, the bigger the promise. People who have done nothing will tell you how to do it. They're going to give you all sorts of opinions. They're going to say, oh, if you, you should have done this. What about that? They'll, they'll cause you to like question stuff. You know what? Tell those people to hush. 
<laughs> stay away from the people who have not gone through the tribulations and find people who have experienced challenge, brokenness, failure. Like you'll find kindred spirit with the people who have walked the walk. And, you know, for me, I've had to like trust my God more than I trust my fears, if I'm going to get really honest. You know, because you're never really going to experience great things unless you go through challenging things. You're never going to know how awesome life is unless you've really experienced sometimes the things that aren't so awesome. You know, here's the thing. If if you are in a place that you are experiencing giants, I want to tell you, those giants are yours for the slaying. Do not resist because on the other side of your challenges, on the other side of your inconvenience is greatness. We see things from the immediate. Like right now, things are just junky. It might be days. It might be weeks. It might be months. It might even seem like it's years. I can tell you this. When I went through my divorce back in whatever it was, 2003, the years between 2001 and 2004 were some of the junkiest, crappiest years of my life. 2005, I was just starting to like come around and I finally decided to leave where I was to move to Alabama where months later I would meet my wife, where all of my mindset, my emotions, and my relationships changed. I was putting good stuff into me until finally the stuff outside of me started to fall in line and come into congruence with the way that I saw myself. And so for that short season, I thought it was just the worst, and yet it prepared me for something that for the next 10 years I've been married to my wife now, so we've known each other I think almost 12 years, have been some of the most amazing years of my life. I've lived 45 years, 12 years out of that 45 years is a pretty darn incredible percentage of quality of life. Before that, I lived 20 years, you know, like my from birth to 20 was pretty grand, like my 20s were pretty awesome too. So if I'm just missing out for a few years in my 30s, what is that to the bigger picture? Your tribulation right now, your challenge right now could be building the foundation for the quality and caliber of relationships, of jobs, of opportunities that you don't even know exist yet. Know that wherever you're at and whatever you're going through is preparing you for something that's being prepared for you. That's what I have for you today. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's show, please reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter, at Angus Nelson. You want to email me, you can email me at hello at angusnelson.com. I'd love to hear from you. Um, if you're looking for links uh, to uh, anything, well, I didn't really give any links. I don't know why I'm even saying that. But uh, yeah, the show notes for this will be found at angusnelson.com forward slash 063. Um, I also invite you, if you want to follow up on some of the products that I'm going to be releasing that's actually going to monetize uh, the show and share my gift with you in ways that you can be a part Go ahead and sign up for the email list. You'll also get a free ebook on networking. You can find all sorts of ways to do that on my website. I'd really love to have you be a part of that. So with that, I am your host, Angus Nelson. Go ahead and tell somebody about this show. Go ahead and do it right now. Text them and say, hey, you should go listen to Up In Your Business. 
post it up on social. Let somebody know about the show and let them know about the great experience you had. Because the greatest compliment that you can give is a referral to someone else, either by telling them in person or sharing down the web. I'd really appreciate it. That's it for me. Keep taking your business up by getting up in your business. I hope that you live intentionally, love extravagantly, and lead with self-awareness. Be amazing. Thanks for listening to the Up In Your Business podcast with Angus Nelson. Find more at upinyourbusiness.co. Remember, that's .co, not com. <laughs>